0: When you're building a relationship and an audience, it's, it's really about integrity and trust. And you really only have one chance to get this right. If, if someone breaks your trust, it's hard to forgive that. And it's almost impossible to recover uh, trust from a business that has or, or with a business that, that's broken your trust. So it's better to make sure you are building uh, integrity and trust and never breaking that. You're listening to The Growth Booth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Booth, hey, Booth here. Welcome to the Growth Booth. This is episode number ninety-two. Where today we're talking about affiliate marketing, and what I want to do is laser focus in on five of the most common mistakes that I see affiliate marketers making when they're building affiliate marketing businesses. Now, um, I've been doing affiliate marketing since two thousand and five. I've made uh, many, many mistakes uh, over the years, including every single one of the five mistakes uh, that I'll be sharing with you here today. Um, however, with all of those years of experience and having taught thousands of people I've seen over and over again people uh, tend to make the same mistakes. And the five that I'm going to be highlighting to you here today are easy things that you can avoid. Now, affiliate marketing is where you can sell someone else's product and you can earn a commission or a payment of some kind uh, in the process of doing that. And it's a business model that I love. I've been doing it for a very long time. I've earned a lot of money from it. And uh, we've also had many, many people come through our courses related to affiliate marketing and and build life-changing businesses. so in this episode I really want to talk about the importance of strategy uh, and transparency uh, in affiliate marketing and as I say I'll dive into some of the biggest mistakes that I see people making and the first one and I see this over and over again uh, comes back to I think people just trying to make a quick buck uh, at the expense of a long-term relationship with their audience and what I see happening is people promote products that don't Align with their audience uh, or the brand that they are developing, and I think when you're building a relationship and an audience, it's it's really about integrity and trust. And you really only have one chance to get this right. If if someone breaks your trust, it's hard to forgive that, and it's almost impossible to recover uh, trust from a business. That has or, or with a business that, that's broken your trust. So it's better to make sure you are building uh, integrity and trust and never breaking that. And I've seen uh, a lot of people in the online marketing space sell products that sometimes they might not necessarily believe in. Um, there was a huge um, wave of people selling different products related to crypto uh, over the past few years. And this is one example where we... Didn't jump on that bandwagon. It would have been a a really uh, easy thing for us to sell, honestly, because there was a lot of excitement around it. But I didn't promote it because or the different, the multiple different crypto products out there because I didn't have that much experience in uh, crypto and I wasn't 100% uh, convinced that it would be a good way for our subscribers to invest their money by uh, putting it in into crypto. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's a good thing that we didn't jump on this bandwagon because a lot of people have been uh, hurt financially in a big way by putting a lot of money they couldn't afford to spend into crypto. So uh, look, this is not a knock against uh, crypto. I'm just saying that the relationship that I've built up with uh, my subscriber base is not based around crypto. For the most part, it's based around e-commerce, it's based around affiliate marketing, it's based around building an online business. And I personally didn't feel qualified to be recommending people jump into an opportunity around crypto, so uh, it's not uh, an, a niche that uh, we've ever promoted. And maybe we will in the future, but right now it hasn't felt right because I haven't had the personal experience or know-how uh, to be able to really get in behind that. On uh, you know a, a much bigger scale, we've seen uh, lots of famous people really sort of break this rule and promote products that don't align with their audience. Kim Kardashian is one of them. She got uh, in a bit of trouble a while ago for promoting a morning sickness. Uh, pill for, for pregnancy and she did that without, um, well, for one, it didn't really align with her audience at the time. Secondly, uh, she didn't provide uh, any disclosure or any information around, uh, the safety and, and the side effects and what ultimately ended up happening was the FDA, that's the Food and Drug uh, Administration, who set the different regulations for food and and drugs and medications in the United States, ended up issuing a, a warning letter. And this was a, you know, a high profile incident where the influencer Kim Kardashian was doing something that was beyond, uh, you know, the, the regulations and the requirements weren't met. So there are legal ramifications as well for sometimes when you get behind something that uh, you don't know all that much about. So I think. Couple of takeaways here. One is, you know, be aware and be compliant with the different regulations that are out there. For most of us as affiliate marketers, this is really, really simple. And I think that there are a bunch of things that you can do to to make sure that uh, you don't fall into this trap of, you know, promoting uh, products that don't align with your audience. So. One thing you can do is to, to know your audience from the outset. This should be fairly simple. I mean, if you've built up an audience, then chances are you know uh, why they've opted into your, your mailing list, why they're following you on social media and so on and so forth. The second thing you can do is test uh, a product that you're recommending before you actually uh, recommend it or at minimum, uh, make sure you know of first hand other, other people's experiences who have, have used the product so you can at least um, speak with more credibility around it. Make sure you stay true to your brand. I mean, don't sell yourself out by going after a quick buck just because it's easy. In the long run, uh, you're going to have much better relationship and also, I should say, uh, better profits by making sure you, you stick with what is aligned with your brand. And transparency is the key. If you believe in a product, but think it might be slightly, um, you know, off brand as an example, then you can just be open about that. You can communicate that to your list or you can say something like, uh, look, this is not a product that I've got personal experience with, but it looks really promising. Check it out. And then also avoid these trend traps. So, you know, just because something is, is trending doesn't mean that it's a good fit for your brand or audience. And I would say that that was the case uh, with crypto over the past few years for our audience. Now, the second uh, mistake that I see a lot of people making with regards to affiliate marketing is relying solely on one traffic source or platform. And this is not just with affiliate marketing, but it's with any kind of online business. I see people often have all their eggs in one basket, and far too many times I've seen that basket break. So I think the best thing that you can do is diversify your traffic sources, because if you've got all your eggs in one basket if you're relying on traffic from one so- uh, from just one source and then that source changes, maybe the platform changes, maybe the algorithm uh, that you're using changes, maybe there's some unexpected issue, maybe your advertising account gets shut down or something, then no traffic, uh, you're out of business. Now, a multi-channel approach, in my opinion, is just a no-brainer. And I like to think of this as sort of being everywhere. It works particularly well if you've got content marketing as part of your strategy, because content is something that you can leverage from a search engine optimization standpoint, from a social social media standpoint, from an email marketing standpoint, from a paid ad standpoint, uh, and more. And in fact, this podcast that I've put together, The Growth Booth, is an example of that because we have a blog post for every single uh, podcast episode. Every single podcast episode is also shared on video sites such as YouTube. It's shared on uh, audio uh, websites such as uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, It's shared on social media. So, For every 30 minute episode, I'm getting a lot of mileage out of, out of the content. Um, and it's shared around in a lot of different places. So I think the more you can do this and the more you can build a multi channel approach to affiliate marketing or whatever project you're doing, the better. Uh, you're going to be in in the long run. This episode was brought to you today by The Mind Game. If you want to learn about a 66 day game plan and the secret formula responsible for generating over $100 million in online sales, then head over to thegrowthbooth.com forward slash mind game today and you'll find out about a program that I've put together that walks you through a framework that I have used to personally generate over $100 million from my online businesses and how you can tap into. The the exact same secrets that have been used by uh, mega millionaires and the most successful people uh, in the world today. So you can find out more at thegrowthbooth.com forward slash mind game. Now back to the episode. The third mistake that I've made, uh, I've made certainly, and I've seen a lot of other people make, is not disclosing the affiliate relationship that you have. With the products that you might be selling to your audience. So uh, from a simple blog or niche uh, website where you've got a blog post about uh, products that you might be selling, could be absolutely any kind of a product. If you're selling uh, products as an affiliate, maybe you've got Amazon links in there, then you need to have some kind of disclosure uh, in a, a clear place where people can see that there is a, a relationship there and that you may be compensated for purchases that ultimately end up making after people visit your website. So one of the ways that, that I do this is I put a little blurb at the top of blog posts and it might say something along the lines of, you know, we may earn a commission for purchases made using our links on this website. Please see our disclosure for more information, um, that kind of a thing. And then having that link to a uh, professionally written disclosure page uh, on, on your website can go a long way to making sure that you, you tick the boxes. And this um, failure to disclose an affiliate relationship is something that the FTC, Federal Trade Commission in the United States, uh, is pretty strict about and they, they do actually enforce it. Now, um, You know, there are millions of websites out there and I think the, probably the majority of them don't do a good job of this. Um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't do a good job of it though, especially when it's so easy to put a little disclosure statement in and link it to a disclosure page on your website. In fact, if you're someone who's using ChatGPT, you can probably uh, get some good information out of that. Ask ChatGPT about uh, relevant disclosures for an affiliate website and, you know, text for a disclosure page, and you'll probably be a lot better off than uh, if you hadn't done that. So I think this is a really easy thing uh, to fix. Now, the fourth mistake that uh, I've made and I've seen a lot of other people make over the years is ignoring the data and not split testing or optimizing conversion. So if you think about it, if you've got a 1% conversion rate on your web page, okay, you get 100 visitors, that means that you're going to get one of those people buying something leading to a commission or, or a sale, whatever that may be. And if you make $100 from that conversion, then every 100 visitors, you're making $100. If you can uh, improve that conversion rate from 1% to 1.5%. It's a 50% gain. So all of a sudden, for every 100 visitors that come to your website, you're not making $100, you're making $150. And if you think about this on a bigger level, you know, instead of making $10,000 in a month, you'll make $15,000 in a month. And improving the conversion rate is often one of the easiest and fastest and certainly cheapest things to do. I tell you what, it's a lot cheaper uh, most of the time to improve conversion rate than it is to increase traffic by fifty percent. So if you're looking at um, getting bang for your buck on the changes and the tweaks that you make, improving the conversion rate is one of the easiest places um, that that you can can look uh, at improving. And There are lots of ways that you can split test and and gather data. It starts with gathering data. So Google Analytics is a really good place to start and you can do split testing for free inside of Google Analytics. You've got paid tools like uh, VWO.com Visual Website Optimizer and they're not cheap, but, I mean, if they're the kind of thing that will allow you to run some tests in the short term uh, to be able to to lock in, you know, maybe a doubling of your conversion rate, then it would be money well spent and would come back to you, uh, you know, 100 times over probably in, in the long run. So... Um, Lots of good options out there. I mean, if you do a Google search for ways to split test, uh, you'll find things. And you'll also find tools that are platform specific. So if you've got a WordPress website, there are uh, tools out there that work for WordPress specifically. Um, and, you know, Google Analytics will work on pretty much any platform uh, at all uh, anyway. So that's a really good one to start with. Now, the fifth mistake that I see uh, people make, and this is more than a mistake, it's a missed opportunity and that is to build genuine relationships with affiliate managers and networks. And you might be thinking, well, you know, why, why would I want to spend time doing that? And what I've found over the years is by having a relationship with JV managers, affiliate managers at the different networks where I sell products, I oftentimes get better. I, I get access to better offers. I oftentimes get a better commission rate. So. Just by um, having that relationship and just asking, hey, you know, can I get a commission bump? Uh, it might maybe my commission goes from fifty percent to sixty percent, uh, and that's just because I've got a relationship um, with the, uh, you know, the affiliate managers. Sometimes I can get better fees as well. So, um, you know, these are all things that that add up. Sometimes I can even get promotions from the different uh, platforms where products are, are sold. And uh, you, I think you never really know what unexpected upsides you could have by you know, fostering a good relationship. Now, um, one thing that we've spoke about and shared a little bit over the years is our relationship with ClickBank. And we've become the number one Vendor on ClickBank, and we've done um, a large number of sales on on ClickBank over the years. And uh, as part of that, we've been able to foster a relationship. But even when I was just getting started, I had a um, affiliate manager at ClickBank who I could reach out to, and I did reach out to them, and I got to know them, and I shared, you know, what I was doing and the niches that I was was in, and they were able to give me uh, some. Uh, new offers that I didn't know about, um, offers that had uh, better metrics, better conversion rates. And just by asking, just by making that relationship, I probably saw, I want to say about a 40, 50% bump in my uh, profits from different websites that I had uh, that I was working on back at the time. And this is when I was, I didn't have, uh, I certainly didn't have the claim to fame of, you know, having done Uh, Being the largest vendor on ClickBank at that point in time, I was just getting started. So, uh, you know, you can build these connections by meeting in person. Uh, You can jump on a Zoom call. Sometimes um, these platforms attend different marketing events. You can get to them with the objective of being able to hang out and meet uh, the different, um, you know, JV managers that are there, affiliate managers. When I say JV manager, I'm talking about joint venture manager. Um, it's just another way of saying affiliate manager. And there's really no downside to, to actually doing this. So, um, to recap on these five mistakes, and hopefully you don't um, fall into any of these, or if you are making these mistakes, they're all pretty simple to, to fix. Don't promote products that don't align with your audience. This is, um, you know, it might give you a short-term win, maybe, but most likely all it's going to do is destroy the relationship that you've got and hurt the, the lifetime value that, that you're able to provide, uh, to your customers. Don't rely solely on one traffic source. Just think about this as putting all your eggs in one basket. It's not a good idea and it's so easy to um, syndicate content out to lots of different places these days and not just content but have a multifaceted approach to, to generating traffic. If you're not disclosing uh, affiliate relationships to your audience, this is a really easy fix. Uh, you can put a simple disclosure statement on each page on your website, and you can put a disclosure, a link to a disclosure page uh, on, in like the footer of your website as well. It's a really easy fix, and at least then uh, you know you're being compliant. And I will add that adding these kinds of disclosure statements, I have never ever seen that that hurts conversions. In fact, I actually feel like it helps because it makes it crystal clear uh, what the situation is. You're not hiding or pretending that you don't have an affiliate relationship. You're just saying, hey, you know, I've got an affiliate relationship and I could make a commission. And it means you're being open, upfront and honest with your audience. And I've never seen, um, you know, a a drop in conversions because of of doing that. If you're not... uh, If you're not using data and split testing to optimize conversions, then you're missing out on another opportunity. This is without doubt Um, one of the big mistakes that I made early on was I just didn't split test and I left a lot of money on the table. And then the fifth one there was failing to build genuine relationships with uh, affiliate managers and networks. Okay, So five uh, mistakes that I've made, five mistakes that I've seen a lot of other people making as they're building affiliate marketing businesses and also not just affiliate marketing businesses. Uh, Now that's a wrap for this episode, you can uh, watch the video of this over on YouTube. You can get the show notes by going to thegrowthbooth.com, navigating to episode number 92. If you do head over to thegrowthbooth.com, also make sure that you sign up, subscribe uh, to the email sequence, follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, YouTube so that you can get updates when we release new content and new episodes. That's a wrap for this week. I'll see you in the next episode of The Growth Booth. Bye for now.